Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Grade Podcast with your host Hussein Talib. In this episode, I have with me Ryan Schwartz. He is the founder of Mental Health Match, the easiest way to find a therapist. Ryan believes in the power of therapy, which he learned while grieving for his mother's death that was sudden. Prior to Mental Health Match, Ryan was a strategic communication consultant for non-profit organization. Ryan, welcome to the Great Podcast. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Um, awesome. I'm really to excited to talk about. Yeah, awesome. thank you. It's it's very interesting that working for non-profit organization, switching to caring for basically health. What happened there? Why did you decide to quit working for, let's say, big organization like the non-profits? and decide to dedicate your time to building this business? Yeah, I think I've always been um, really interested in how to combine entrepreneurship and creating and building new things with what helps people and what helps the world. Uh, I was really interested in communications because it is about how people make meaning out of what you're saying. Um, So there's a little bit of psychology involved. Um, And you know, I had this experience where after I lost my mom, I discovered therapy. I never really even considered it. I never thought it was for me. It always seemed like something that other people did. Uh, and I realized how powerful it could be. And so I decided to um, dedicate my life to making it easier for people to access it. One of the things that I experienced uh, when I was looking for a therapist for the first time is how hard it is to actually find one that really meets your needs. Um, and I would talk to a lot of people and I would say, like, how did you find a therapist? And they would say, you know, I looked for one, but it was so overwhelming to find one that I just gave up. Um, and so after I experienced how powerful therapy could be, um, I decided that I really wanted to work on this problem of how people can find mental health care, how people can get it. Um, and so I, I made that switch. I left consulting with nonprofits. Um, I decided to found Mental Health Match, which is a matchmaking platform that makes it really easy to find a therapist in the U.S. It's in the U.S. only at this moment. At this moment, but um, um, and that kind of started my journey into startups and into business a little bit more. You know, when I was a consultant, I had my own business, but it was kind of like a lifestyle business as a as a freelancer. Uh, Mental Health Match was the first big platform that I created. Um, along my way, I have used therapy very proactively as a CEO and as a business leader to be a better business leader. Uh, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about that at some point, um, but the ways that therapy can really help folks uh, find success as entrepreneurs um, and the way that it is a very helpful tool that I think is very underutilized by a lot of business people. So so why therapy? 
when you when you wanted to let's say jump into this didn't you think like there is maybe too much competition in this place in this sphere or did you think competition does not matter i am going to build my own platform no matter what are the obstacles are yeah you know five years ago there was a lot less competition in mental health um over the past few years there's been hundreds of billions of dollars that have come from investment firms into mental health so there's a lot more competition now but we got started before all of that um and what i realized is that there was a problem that nobody was solving and there were other players in the market who had the they had they could solve it if they wanted to but they didn't um they're not some of these companies are pretty not forward thinking um and so even with those folks we studied the market um and also realized that that there's potential like people therapists advertise on multiple sites people look at multiple sites when finding a therapist so there's room for for a few sites out there now there's a lot more competition there's a lot more competition in changing the business model of therapy and that's leading us to develop some um add-ons from what we've created so we've built this advertising platform for therapists this platform that makes it really easy to find a therapist and now we're thinking about what comes next to really help monetize and build more on top of what we've created to help folks out what countries or demographics exactly does it support is it just nationally on the us or does it serve international audience Right now, it's uh, it, it serves mostly uh, in the United States, and that's because of the way therapists have to be licensed in most countries. Uh, it's very complicated. A therapist has to have a license. By here in the states, it's even by the state that they're in. Um, so we have like fifty different marketplaces that we're running essentially. Uh, but we do have a lot of content that our therapists create: mental health tips, guidance, um, things like that. That's available for everybody. and we're thinking about ways that we can reach a more global audience um and that's that's kind of some of the things that come next for us so you're speaking of this like you have to deal with every state in the US individually so how do you work with that because like maybe you mentioned there are some different laws in every state for being being certified as a therapist how do you work through that uh, with the, with the therapist how do you find them how do you communicate with them what is required for them to for example to join the platform yeah it's a really great question um and i think that this is something that's very unique to healthcare businesses is there's so many different laws depending in the states it's state by state but also also country by country so you know a therapist who is licensed in the united states um they might be able to see a client who lives in like thailand but not in japan or they could see a client maybe who lives in Honduras but not in the UK and so um because of the laws in those countries so what we've done is mapped the laws and this was kind of built into the initial software that we built um that kind of takes that guesswork out so when you come to the site you're looking for a therapist you put in your location and we know automatically where the therapists are that can serve you in that location um and that is something that we built into the initial software it was something that i didn't necessarily expect going into this is just how complicated all the laws would be but as soon as we started uh doing our testing and kind of product design we realized that this needed to be a core part of what we offered in the marketplace yeah. um and then yeah and beyond that most of the therapists who come to us are all word of mouth we created a referral program 
that has been very successful um, where therapists can get a free month of our platform if they refer a colleague who is licensed and who signs up. Um, and so the only requirement that we have is that therapists are actually licensed by their government board if there's oversight. Um, so if the government says that they are licensed therapists, we say, okay, they're licensed therapists. We check licensure for every therapist. Um, that's something that we discovered we could not automate because of the way that these sites are built, the licensure databases. Uh, so we have somebody manually check every license of every therapist who signs up. Um, but that also helps create a little bit more oversight on our end. So so these marketplaces, like when we are talking about therapists, like uh, I think there's a lot multiple types or kinds of therapists, some for relationships yeah. and marriage, some for uh psyche things i guess so so how how does that work is that is there some kind of workflow or integration for people to use the site easily to find what they are looking for f- fast yeah absolutely um and so we have therapists have different expertise uh we help people people take a survey about what their needs are uh, we have an algorithm that works that actually matches their survey answers with therapist survey answers and helps identify where there's the greatest overlap and there's the greatest match. One of the things that is interesting, there are different types of therapists. There's counselors, there's therapists, there's psychologists. Um, and, you know, for the most part, it's just about training. And so, um, you know, they, they all can provide essentially the same service. And the thing that's interesting about therapy is that what makes therapy work is the relationship you have with your therapist more than their training or where they went to school or what kind of therapist they are. It's about having a really good relationship where you feel safe and you feel like you can, you have, a, you can talk about things and you can have a good back and forth with the therapist. Um, and that's what matters most. And so that's what our algorithm takes into account. Uh, the one thing here in the States is that uh, most therapists cannot prescribe medication. That's what we call psychiatrists. Uh, and so we do have some psychiatrists on the site as well. So we have a, a little workflow that helps if people are looking for medication management or medication, they need to go see a psychiatrist, but talk therapy is a really good place to start before you get there. And so that's most of what our platform is about. Do you see, for example, entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, and founders of startup seeking therapy? And how? And if they are, how is that helping them in their business? Yeah. So, I actually set up a virtual therapy clinic for specifically for startup founders. That was another thing that I worked on. Um, and there's a few ways. Most founders are coming to us in a reactive way. They're in a place of a lot of stress or overwhelm, self doubt. They, their relationships outside of work are being hurt. And so they come uh, because they're reacting to that negativity. Um, and then what happens, like what happened to me, I came out of a negative place. I came from, a, you know, I was grieving the loss of my mom. Uh, they discover how therapy is much more a proactive tool. And so some of the things that we're, the founders are learning is that they, how to use their emotions as insight, as a tool to help them un- better understand how their mind works. Um, and so then applying that to their business, right. To being able to take the space for themselves to really understand how their mind works, what's going on with them and then how that affects their business. So for example, um, a lot of founders discover that they, they, and we all do this. This is something that is human nature. Um, when we feel distress or we have emotions that feel like distress, we tend to back away from them. We kind of, we, we don't go into them. We back off. 
And so a lot of founders will delay really hard decisions. Maybe they need to fire somebody, but it's really hard. Maybe they need to do a pivot in their, in their, in their, what they're, what they're offering, but it seems really challenging. Uh, They don't want to give up on the idea that they started with. And so they feel these distressing thoughts. They're uncertain. They back off and they don't take the action that's required. What therapy does is it helps them see what's happening and understand how their mind is working and get familiar and comfortable with discomfort, right? And being able to sit there and say, okay, I need to fire this person. It's it's hard, but I'm going to do it. Or I need to make this pivot, right? Or I need to go in um, and push back against what our investors want because it's not the right thing for us. So in that way, therapy can help uh, founders make important decisions a lot faster. The other thing that I think is really helpful is that therapy can help founders really understand their values and then bring those values into their work. So what is most important to them? What is important about their vision? Why are they doing what they're doing? And how are they going to make those changes um, You know, in the way that they show up and the way that they cultivate work relationships? The other thing, one more thing is that we often see founders who feel like they have to be the ones who know everything. They have to be confident, right? Um, a lot of founders have this idea that that they always have to have the answers. When their employees or their investors are asking, they need to show up confident that they know everything. And sometimes they don't, right? Sometimes they don't know the answer. And sometimes they need to be uh, more humble and say, oh, you know, like, let's work on this together. I'm not quite sure. Let's build a team. Let's understand it. Because that's going to get to the business decision that is going to be most informed and strategic. But in order to get there, the founder has to be comfortable saying, I don't know, and has to be comfortable saying, I don't have the answer to that. And that's really hard for a lot of founders because Mm -hmm. of the way that they've been built up. And so what ends up happening if they're not in therapy or they're not understanding that is that they will kind of either get defensive, they will make it, they will give an answer that is not correct or not based on the most information, or they will do things that will hurt the relationships, will hurt the trust that they have with their employees or with their investors. Uh, and so therapy gives a space for, for founders to really understand their, uh, their insecurities and be able to own them and be honest about them so that they can show up in ways that are authentic and true and build the trust among their team that's needed to create a thriving business. Yeah, exactly. Because eventually we are a human. Maybe we are, we are doing great in some ways, but not in every way. There are some some sides of things might be in the down spiral instead of the up. So yeah, so you personally being an entrepreneur with your business, how do you deal with these situations, for example? Yeah, so... Um... I, I, through my work in therapy, I have become very comfortable with discomfort and very comfortable with uncertainty. And so I, um, I can tell folks, you know, I can make hard decisions. I can sit in that, in what's hard about them. I can think about them strategically. I can understand what's important to me. I can make, I make sure that I have really great relationships. So all of my team, whether it's employees or investors, um, we have a really great relationship. I am authentic. Sometimes I don't have the answer and I'm okay saying that. Um, And sometimes people, I might have an answer that is wrong and my team knows more than I do. Uh, And so I can check my own ego. It's not about how I feel. It's not how important I think myself is. It's about doing what's right for the business. And so that is a process I have learned over time to be able to identify like, ah, am I making this decision 
out of a place of my own ego to protect my own ego, my own reputation, or am I making it out of what is right for the business? And so um, being able to have those conversations where we're a little bit vulnerable, uh, it has built a lot of trust among my team. And I think it's given us a lot better answers. Speaking of focus, what what makes you want to focus on what you are doing? Because in general, entrepreneurs, for example, or business owners, or people in general, get distracted a lot, a lot. So maybe one of the things that make them want to get focused and laser point to what they are actually want to achieve might be one of them, one of the ways to help them is therapy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, so I'm doing what I'm doing because I, I, I know the power that therapy provides and I know that there's a lot of stigma against it. People don't want to people think that it's it, it is a bad thing or it's somebody something for only the people who are sick or ill um, but i know that it is a proactive tool that every founder should be engaged with it is the best way to understand how your mind works and to understand your own biases and how you show up and what you're doing and so um, makes me really passionate about mental health um, i think that therapy has a t- the tools to help heal a lot of society um, we have so you know so many problems with uh, hate and uh, distrust and violence and um, you know people just not being able to form community and I think therapy is a really good tool to help people address those things and come together and so very big believer in it it makes me very passionate to share therapy and make it easier for people to get in uh, that is what drives a lot of the work that I do I will say one other thing that I do it, with our team. We work for six weeks on, and then we take a week off to have big strategic conversations, to think about the work that we're doing, um, to go through all of our sprint boards and all of our tasks, make sure that it's all aligned with where we think we need to be headed, um, and to recharge a little bit, to connect as a team a little bit, um, and then go work for another six weeks. And so uh, I think that that is not uh, typical. Uh, of a lot of companies to have that kind of space and time uh, in between work like that. But what it does allow is that we're making sure that everything that we're doing is strategic and that we're always working towards where we think we need to head. And we find that towards the end of that six-week period, people are starting to work on things that just come up and it's very reactive. Oh, okay, I got this came up. I got to go do it without any conversation about like, is it really worth our time? Is it the focus that we need? And so that's why we do this every six weeks. And we a lot of work we decide we don't need to do. It came up, it's reactive, but it's not the priority for us. Uh, it's not going to get us to where we need to be. And I think that that's a really helpful tool as well. Speaking of the systems that you are doing, why did you make the choice to to do this? Uh, did you, for example, read it somewhere or did you just basically invented this style that's here? I had read about it. Uh, it came at times when we were considering a four-day work week as a, as, a, as a team as well. The research all suggests that a four-day work week is actually more productive than a five-day work week. Um, and lots of experiments are happening from around the world that, that show that. And um, mixed into those conversations was also this idea about working in chunks. Um, some people call them seasons. We call them relays. But um be able to work and then taking a step back and making and checking that work. And what we have found is that even though we are, we, our team works fewer days than, a, you know, five days a week, always without a break, uh, we are much more productive and we're moving a lot faster.
than if we didn't take that time away. Yeah, actually, I think maybe, maybe maybe that's true because you are getting in the in a momentum like you are doing things, achieving things, processing things. You are in a momentum, and when you are done with the work that you have to do, it's now it's finished. You didn't have anything to do, so we'll take we'll take a time off and start again when there is something new to work on. So it could be it could be a good idea to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's always work to do. Like we're never out of work. The key is, is making sure that um, we are doing the work that is most important and that we are doing work in a very productive way. Um, And so, you know, I think that that's where this type of system a four day week and then six weeks on one week off, make sure um, that we're doing both of those things. People Mm -hmm. feel energized. They feel recharged. They feel focused. Uh, we work really well as a team. Everybody knows how what they're doing and why it contributes to the strategy. And we're not doing a lot of reactive work where something just pops up and we feel like we need to go do it without thinking about, is it the right thing to do? It's it's really important to focus on the right things, not, not get distracted and getting them done quickly. That's important because yeah. I was going to ask you, how do you manage your time? But apparently this, let's say, system or tactic is very much helping you with your own personal time with your family, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have more time to do, to recharge with my family. I have more time to go out into nature and go um, into the forest here. And uh, those are things that help me think clearly and feel grounded. Um, I think a lot of people at work are very burned out. Uh, They get tired, they get overwhelmed and they don't have time to recharge. And so what ends up happening is they, they end up leaving their job, right? And that, that's hard. Uh, it takes a while to train people. And so, um, you know, I think our, our team is energized. They love working with that together. Um, we don't have those kind of burnout problems. And so um, I think making sure that you take time off to recharge, but also to think strategically is really important to the way people can manage their time. It's cool that uh, that you are working with you yourself and your team. Really, don't get really burned out because sometimes it gets really to the point where, like, even an excellent employee may might be hit hit a wall and will maybe will not achieve what they used to achieve and won't be productive at all. So you want yeah. uh, you want people to be alert. You want people to. To, to be productive 100% at the time and at the same time give them their their time off so can like you mentioned so can they recharge and when they are back so can give 100% I guess absolutely that's it yeah exactly so do you think that there is something we have missed here talking about uh, mental health match no, I mean, I think the other aspect of what we do is about people like our team cares about what we do. We help, we're helping people. And I think that is a clarity of, of our values and what, and that's really important. Um, I think a lot of people start entrepreneurship. Uh, they think, okay, I'm just going to make some money. Um, and maybe that's really important to people, but it, that's not sustainable. Uh, when you get burned out, when you get tired, when you're uncertain, uh, Oftentimes we're not driven enough. That's not enough of a value to really create that drive. And so I think it's really important for entrepreneurs to look deep about what motivates them, what they care about, and connect that to the work that they do, um, because that's what gets you through challenging times. And so um, 
you know, it's, it's hard to be a startup founder. It's hard to be an entrepreneur. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, uncertainty. And um, I think you have to have that connection to the core of what you care about to be able to get through it. Uh, I think it's a really important process of starting a company. So do you think also passion is very important because like we mentioned, sometimes you might get burned out or you feel unmotivated. So do you think how important passion for what you're doing is? Oh, it's crucial. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, it's yeah. definitely, it's, it's a very crucial part of what we're doing. So, yeah. So, uh, Ryan, where can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you, more about their about your company, or they want to find, for example, a therapist or maybe be a therapist and apply? Yeah, you uh, you can find us at mentalhealthmatch.com. Uh, we are also on Instagram uh, under Mental Health Match, Facebook Mental Health Match, Twitter is Mental Health Match as well. Um, so you can find us in all of those places. And um, I'm also on LinkedIn, Ryan Schwartz with Mental Health Match. You can find me there. I'd love to chat with you. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you for being here today with me for this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. You, you give us uh, some pointers about therapy and how important it is to for entrepreneurs and business owners and people in general to reflect them, themselves and seek help if they need it, not just be stubborn, I guess, and uh, <laughs> think everything solves itself out. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.